Welcome to Lex Chat. My name is Lexi. I am in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm a singer, songwriter, vocal coach, and female recording engineer available for recording studio, artist development, and consultation. You can book me by phone by texting 404-692-1299 through email at lexisolo at gmail.com, L-E-X-C-S-O-L-O at gmail.com, social media at Lexi, A-T-L, L-E-X-C-A-T-L, and website at lexiatl.com. Again, that is L-E-X-C-A-T-L dot com. This show, Lex Chat, is dedicated to music and entertainment where we talk about the industry and the business and we help each other to become better artists and better creatives. You can catch these chats live on Instagram at LexiATL. That's at L-E-X-C-A-T-L on Instagram and YouTube every Wednesday night to be part of the conversation. If you missed the live chat, you can hear the replay on Mondays at 8 a.m. on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. What's up, Jacoby Blackman? What's up. If you're listening or watching on YouTube, please be sure to like the video, leave comments to continue the conversation, subscribe and hit the notification bell to be notified each and every time I post a new piece of content. If you're listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or iHeartRadio, please give me a five out of five star rating and leave a review. All of these things really help me by telling the algorithms this is a good piece of content that should be pushed in front of larger audiences. So I would greatly appreciate y'all for doing that for me. Thank you so much. If you would like to go the extra mile in supporting me, then please consider becoming a patron of mine at patreon.com slash LexiATL. And for as little as $5 per month, you'll be supporting me, getting early access to content and automatic entry into any giveaway that I'm doing. This week on Lex Chat, I need to get some things off my chest. Last week, we chatted about the standards we wanted to uphold when working with different people. Well, this week, we need to chat about the BS that comes from artists. No surprise though, today this is inspired by rappers. Just before starting a session, we had a little powwow to catch up and see how my client has been doing with his music and I asked him a few different questions. You know, how's it going? How many songs have you put out? What do you mean you've spent so much money on music already? Why did you make a whole new social media page? Why not just rename the one you had? And a few other questions. Well, today, Let's chat about my conversation with this artist and explore the responses and explore things that I wish I would have said in the moment as well, because we always think of the best arguments after things happen, right? After the fact. So if this is something you'd be interested in chatting about, please stay tuned. Good news, I am finally releasing another album and in anticipation of that album, I'm giving little sneak peeks to the different songs that are in consideration or will be, you know, actually on the album. So last week I gave y'all It's You, the week before that was Lovers in This War. Today I wanna let y'all hear a little snippet of Who You Love. This is an old school vibe, let me know what you think. No question that who you love, don't pay you no mind. Question of who to trust keeps hanging around. Your heart has been through enough. Their actions don't line up. Can't help it, that's who you love. Can't help it, that's who you love. Who you love.
Alrighty, so yeah, that is Who You Love. Maurice B says it's a vibe. Next Town Studio says yes. Yes, it's definitely a vibe. It's an old school vibe. And there are quite a few songs on the album that do have that nice old school vibe. But, you know, we've updated it with a little new school in there too. So definitely make sure that y'all, if you want to hear the backstory and the meaning behind how these songs were created, then please make sure that you subscribe to my email list by going to LexiATL.com, L-E-X-C-A-T-L.com. And each week for the next few weeks, or at least 14 weeks, cause child is like 14, 15 songs in consideration, I will be sending out press releases, letting you know the inspiration behind the songs, how they were recorded, the stories behind them. And yeah, if you're interested in those and consider subscribing to my email list. But um, uh, let me look up my notes here. So before we kick off the show, let's give a shout out to the sponsors. First sponsor I wanna shout out is myself. I actually had this thought on the way to a session earlier today because I just wanna remember to give myself props which is something I don't do enough because I never feel like I am in the right places. I never feel like I am where I necessarily wanna be, even though I'm so much further than I used to be. So shout out to Lexi for sticking with this podcast and keeping it a consistent thing. Who knows what opportunities this will bring, but yeah, I am excited. I am excited. And next up, I want to give a shout out to Mr. Flat Shoals, who is a patron of mine. Thank you so much for supporting me in a way that I can feel. And if you, viewing out there, listening out there, if you would like to become a patron of mine, can you, you know, go to patreon.com slash LexiATL and you can become a patron for as little as $5 per month to get early access to content, get shout outs on Lex Chat, get automatic entries into my giveaways, and you can do all that, like I said, by going to patreon.com slash LexiATL. If you're interested in becoming a sponsor of Lex Chat and you want to advertise your services or your products, you can contact me through Instagram at LexiATL, L-E-X-C-A-T-L. Send me an email at LexiSolo at gmail.com, L-E-X-C-S-O-L-O. Please don't forget the C. Or you can send me a text message to 404-692-1299. Thank you to all of the sponsors. What are y'all saying? What are y'all saying on this? Y'all saying AAA. JJ on YouTube says, came from your YB reaction. Keep grinding, twin. Thank you. You know, we putting in the work. So as I said, let's get into the announcements. As I said, I have an album coming out and the producer is Maurice Beats. And we've got 14, 15, it may even be more songs in consideration. Um, but yeah, what's up, David's World, 1898. What's up, David? How you doing? So yeah, um, if you have signed up to my email list through MailChimp, then you are going to be getting these little weekly newsletters letting you know about the different songs. It's following what I have previewed on LexChat. So like I sent out the album announcement, you know, last week. I've already previewed Lovers in This War and It's You. So those are the next two that are going to be coming out on the email list. And yeah, if you're interested in the backstory, like I said, you can read up on those. And this is phase one. I also need to make sure that I send it to a bunch of different blogs and get traction that way. Um, and yeah, this is the written, the written building up hype anticipation phase of the marketing. So 
yeah, sign up for my newsletter by going to LexiATL.com. That's L-E-X-C-A-T-L.com. And when you first visit the site, there's a little box that pops up in the bottom right-hand corner. It says, get exclusives, enter email address, and subscribe, all of that good stuff, right? Next order of business, Lexi Merchandise. We have the hashtag winner, Sun Visors. It's finally getting hot outside, and we just had daylight savings, so the sun is shining brighter for longer throughout the day. Get you a hashtag winner sun visor so you can let everybody know around you, I'm a winner. And when you look in the mirror, you remind yourself how much of a winner you are, all right? Next up, we have the Lexi Burn Lighters with built-in bottle opener. I want my YouTube camera to focus. Lexi Burn Lighters with built-in bottle opener. So if you're smoking and if you're drinking, I got you covered. Next up, we got the Lexi hashtag keeper hashtag winner wristbands in every which color today i'm wearing orange so i'm pulling out an orange one hashtag keeper hashtag winner these are little affirmation bracelets that you can wear to remind yourself hey i'm a winner i'm a keeper i know some people like to do like the stress band thing you can pop it keep your hands busy instead of doing like fidget spinners but it's also just a nice little reminder remind them show them who you are as the queen of wakanda would say all right and I do have these in every which color. Also, I have Lexi posters. Those of y'all on the replay, these are the artistic ones. Those are the sexy Lexi posters. I've never actually zoomed in before, but yeah. And if you wanna get better views of those posters, then go to my website where you can find all of this merchandise for sale, lexiatl.com, that's L-E-X-C atl.com and you can find all of this merchandise for purchase with the exception of the lighters so if you don't see me in person at any of the shows then um you can get this stuff on the website lexiatl.com next up i want to let you know some of the events that i will be going to love e prevent presents innovate and curate which is a fashion show it's this saturday if you're watching live it's this upcoming saturday march 18th 2023 from 3 to 6 p.m. This is going to be at Corso Atlanta, 3200 Howell Mill Road, Northwest in Atlanta, Georgia, zip code 30327. This is an immersive and interactive fashion show and shopping experience highlighting black female designers, okay? So that is this Saturday, March 18th from 3 to 6 p.m. You can find tickets on my website, lexiatl.com. If you're listening to the playback of this, it went great. The styles were amazing. They're always amazing when I work with Miss Ivania, so I'm really excited. Next announcement, Next Sound Studio Live Season 5 is premiering on Thursday, March 23rd at 8.30 p.m., and my episode is airing directly after at 8.45, okay? So join me on YouTube. I might even do a watch party. I say this every week, but I still have not made up my mind, honestly. I'm thinking about it, I'm thinking about it. I just gotta maybe book a studio or something. But yeah, I am kicking off season five. I'm the first episode that's next Thursday. Oh my God, is that next week? <gasps> that might be next week, y'all. That's next Thursday, OMG. So yeah, make sure y'all check that out and um, it'll be fun, it'll be fun. And then lastly, I have an event coming up in April. It's Writer's Block Atlanta, an intimate evening. It's Tuesday, April 4th at 7 p.m., okay, at Eddie's Attic. 
That address is 515 North McDonough Street, Decatur, Georgia, zip code 30030. This is going to be a 15 minute acoustic set. It's gonna be myself. Other artists include Brian Wiltsey, Alex Gannon, Douglas Aldridge, Bryson White, Cody Ray Lee, Honey Coated Music, Zach Alexander, Robin Danger Vincent, and Ash B. Tickets are $15. I'm not sure how much, is, how much is gonna be at the door, but doors open at 6.30 p.m. Show starts at seven. I go on at eight o'clock. That is April 4th. And I'm thinking about doing a giveaway, give away a couple of tickets. Um, to that event it'll be a nice intimate acoustic vibe no drums allowed live instruments i'm gonna have nick nelson on electric guitar and it's, i'm excited we had our first rehearsal yesterday to kind of figure out what the set is going to be and yeah i am i'm really i'm really excited about that i really am so yeah if y'all want information on any of these events um, all you have to do, like as far as ticket information and when everything is going to be, all you got to do is make sure you go to my website, LexiATL.com, and you can find all of that ticket information there. Alrighty. So now I want to switch gears and I want to get into the hot take for today. And, uh, I haven't done any kind of announcement on Instagram, any kind of social media anywhere. This is really just kind of a random thought that I had the other day, maybe like two, three days ago, where I questioned some of the things I was taught in my childhood. So today's hot take, um, Darren Calhoun on YouTube says, same here, came from the YB reaction. What's up, y'all? Thank y'all so much for tuning in. So this hot take today, right? It's not necessarily directly related to music, but it's something that does affect me as an entrepreneur, as someone who is exploring the business of having to have and maintain clients. So today's hot take is, our parents should have taught us how to talk to strangers, okay? I'm really upset about this because I find that I have so much anxiety around talking to people I don't know. I have a lot of anxiety around building relationships with people who are not always around me. And I feel ill-prepared as far as knowing how to attract these people and knowing how to cultivate those relationships. So my hot take for today is our parents should have spent more time teaching us how to talk to strangers. And the reason I feel like this is because no one's like honest with us for real about when you become an adult, how little friendships start to, like friendships matter, but they are not what makes up majority of your life as you age. And this is kind of like a harsh truth that I've recently come to terms with. I need clients more than I need friends <laughs> to be able to survive and provide for myself and pay bills in this system that we have here in America. Lance Wiggins Music says, I agree. <laughs> yeah, so when we were younger, we were taught, you know, don't talk to strangers, stay away from strangers. But there's a difference between cautioning your children about dangerous situations and teaching your children how to talk to people, how to meet people, how to strike up conversations and really just how to make friends. I mean, as you get older, and this is complete transparency on my end, right? As I get older, 
I don't really consider a lot of people friends. And I wonder how many of y'all can relate to this or not, but I don't consider a lot of people friends. And I have made decisions to stop hanging out with people based on values, based on actions. And when I got into music, especially, and anyone who's an entrepreneur can also relate your friends and family are not going to keep your business afloat because if they were, they would just hand you money directly and you wouldn't have to build a business to figure out how to survive by yourself in this world. And so it's really a harsh reality that hits you as an artist finding out, oh, I can't rely on friends and family really at all. I can't really rely on friends and family at all when it comes to you know, being able to call them supporters. And that is a tough truth that I want artists to learn as quickly as possible because it's something that hurts once you realize it. Of course, you want your friends and family to be your biggest supporters, but the truth is complete strangers are going to be your biggest supporters before your friends and family ever will be. So my beef, I got beef with my parents. They meant well. They meant well, and this is not real beef with my parents, of course. They meant well, but I wish that I would have had more time learning how to talk to people. Because now as an adult, I feel extremely anxious and scared sometimes even of just going out to places by myself. I'm always conscious, especially as a woman too, I'm always overly conscious about where I am, where I'm going, who's going to be there, who am I going to be around, what's the surrounding area like, what's my escape plan, if something goes wrong, how am I going to, you know what I mean? Just, And these are things that we as adults should just be thinking about whenever we go places, but it's kind of put me in a state of fear as far as how I interact with other people. And I don't like being in this state of fear, but learning how to talk to strangers I feel like I wouldn't fight so much against myself when I go out to networking events and I'm trying to, I go out to networking events and I feel like I'm putting on a front because I don't really want to be there or I don't really care about these people. Like I don't really care. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just hard for me to connect because I don't see people as friends and or family. The problem with that is though, Like I said earlier, friends and family, they're not going to fund your dreams. Friends and family, they are not going to be the ones to keep your business afloat. So it's extremely important to learn how to talk to strangers so you can learn how to sell people ultimately. If you can sell yourself, then you'll be able to sell your products and you'll be able to make the money that you need and you'll just have a better better quality of life. A better quality of life is how I will put it. If I knew how to talk to strangers, I wouldn't feel so alone and I wouldn't feel like I'm struggling to keep, I wouldn't feel like I'm struggling to continue to find clients, you know? So that's my hot take for today. It's really nothing that's super long. Um, That's my hot take for today. Our parents should have told us how to talk to strangers. Teach us how to avoid dangerous situations, but teach us how to make friends (laughs) and how to be sociable and how to hold conversations and how to keep up with people and how to follow up with people. Because those are things that I just, 
that just really plague me in my adult years. And I, I hate that for myself. And it's really hard to break out of. So yeah, this is no real beef with my family. It's just me having a little realization about how my childhood has affected me in my adulthood years. And if you can relate to that, then let me know what you think in the comment section down below. But let's go ahead and get into this Lex chat. Today, I'm calling out the BS, all right? Of course, we're talking about rappers. Had a very interesting powwow with one of my clients and he had a lot of excuses. So today I wanna call it out because I'm feeling inspired. So we'll get into the Lex chat after these messages. Alrighty, so unfortunately the rest of this episode, there's not gonna be any video because my camera died. So yeah, lesson learned. Do not charge the camera two days before thinking that you're gonna be prepared, Lex. You need to charge it on the day of. But this is also a testimony to my procrastination because I'm supposed to have been gotten a second battery for this camera, but it's all good. We're gonna go ahead and get into the Lex chat got some comments from y'all during the break and today's Lex chat is calling out the BS and what BS am I talking about of course this is inspired by rappers because and I put up a tweet maybe like yesterday or the day before where I said singers are overwhelmingly more professional than rappers singers are overwhelmingly more professional than rappers huh <sighs> I don't know why that is. There's like less delusion with singers and singers just seem to have a better grasp on what needs to be done and all the aspects of the job and rappers very much. There's only so much you can do of faking it till you make it. You have to actually have the talent. But anyway, that's beside the point. This Lex chat was inspired by a client of mine. Hadn't seen him in over a year. Um, it's not like he books frequently. He might literally book once or twice a year and then I won't see him for six months to a year. Um, but you know, it's been a minute and I'm working on my customer service. So I say, hey, how you doing today? How have you been? What have you been up to? And it's just like a little check-in before we actually get the session started to see where their mind is. That's part of my standard, right? Part of the standard experience that I want to, that I want my clients to have. I want you to feel like Lexi cares about you. <laughs> so we're doing our little powwow and he's telling me, you know, what he's been up to, what's been happening with the music. And he's sounding not defeated, but just telling me about without saying it in a negative way, he's telling me all the disappointments he's had. He's telling me all the disappoints, all the disappointments he's had, excuse me. And, you know, like I said in the intro, I'm asking him different questions. How's it going? How many songs have you put out? What do you mean you spent so much money on this? And something that was really interesting that he said, you know, I've spent enough money on music to have a feature by a major artist by now. And I said, well, I don't think that would really help you. I um, 
I think you should be worried about the marketing of the music because even if you get a major feature on your song, that does nothing for you. They're not going to promote it for you. You still got to worry about the promotion and it might not see, it might not see 20 rotations. You think you're going to get a large listening just because, excuse me, you think you're going to get a large listening just because you get a major artist. Having a major name on a song means nothing unless you have constant motion. Yeah, I want to get into, I want to read y'all's comments, what y'all said in regards to the hot take. The Awakened Chef said, yes, that's true. I can relate on my childhood when it comes to speaking to people. I was so nervous, specifically when it came to limiting myself, not opening up until my 20s. Yeah. Maurice says, yeah, my mom was the main person telling me to not talk to anyone. I don't know. Shake my head. Now I tell my son that. (laughs) Maurice Beat says, I have to work on that because it does hinder you from talking to others. Yeah. Um, I wish I would have read that during the hot take. Thank y'all so much for your comments though. But, um, back to, you know, back to, um, the main topic at hand when it comes to, let's see if we can wing this back in here, talking to people, right? So my grievance was that (laughs) I wish my parents had taught me or done a better job of teaching me how to talk to strangers because I feel like that would have helped me so much more in my career. As a singer, I understand way more about what needs to be done in my career compared to my rap counterparts. Rappers just, anytime I got beef with an artist, it's most likely going to be a rapper because there's just something that they don't quite understand about doing music. Now, music should be fun Yes, and it is a means of expression. However, if you say you want to take this seriously as a career, to a point you need to treat it like a job and you need to be serious about it. So I was having this conversation with my client, like I said, and I'm basically, these days I'm not afraid to grill people and get the real answers up out of them. And I don't want you to feed me some BS And I felt like he was feeding me some BS, you know, I asked, how is the music going? Oh, well, you know, it's all right. You know, I felt like I done spent so much money on it and, you know, people just don't do what they say they're going to do and they run off with the money without giving you what you thought you were going to get. And I said, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry you went through that. Like, yeah, you know, people, people let the money change them. And I've been building relationships, but I ain't, you know, people start to talking about the money and then things change. <laughs> and I spent so much money in music that I, I could have paid for a major feature by now with a major artist. I could have paid for a feature with a major artist. And so I ask, like, you know, what do you mean you haven't been getting what you want out of it or people aren't delivering and basically being afraid of basically being afraid of jumping into a situation which is very much understandable but from what he was talking about right the difference is and i'm not going to i'm not going to name too much cuz you know client privilege or whatever but from what he was telling me the issue that i'm hearing is basically 
I don't trust anyone to do X, Y, and Z, even though I know that I only know so much. And well, I said, you know, you don't have to go all the way to the West Coast to meet with people to get you an opportunity. You could find people right here in Atlanta who know how to do what you're asking for. Or if you're really ambitious enough, you can go online and figure out how to do it. You can find out how to do stuff, almost anything on YouTube. YouTube University is really very powerful, very formidable foe against the college system in the States. (laughs) My opinion, my opinion. But you know, it's just, he was, we were going back and forth about different things. And um, I was asking questions, applying some pressure and we get to, you know, how many, how many songs, like, do you have songs released? And he says, yeah, I've put out three projects already, 10 songs each, 30 songs total. So I said, oh, you got 30 songs. And what, like, what are the numbers doing? Where are those? He changes the subject. So I say, okay, you said you spent enough to get a major feature by now. Getting a major feature is not going to help you if you don't have constant traffic to your music. Have you, like, where have you released it to? Well, you know, I'm just doing all that I know how to do. And, you know, I got pushing out CDs to different stores and gas stations. I said, well, hey, don't you think it would be a better use of your money that you say you're, you're, you're hinting that you're tired of spending the money, right? Don't you think it would be a better use of your money if you instead put your music online where it's more accessible to a greater amount of people versus these gas stations and trying to sell CDs, you're not a you're not on that level right now. You're not a major artist just yet. People CDs are not really a thing right now. Vinyls they're starting to become a thing, but really it's mostly beneficial for artists who already have a big name, like a Taylor Swift, like a Beyonce. So I'm telling you about this situation. Um, I'm feeding in stuff that has already been said, but I'm also mixing it with things that should have been said during the conversation. So I don't want y'all to get lost as y'all are listening to this Lex chat today, right? But basically like, you know, why don't you, you're a newer artist. It's very expensive to print out CDs and to physically drive somewhere and ask gas station people and CD stores, can I sell these? And then he said, well, I'm not, really selling them. I'm just kind of giving them away at the stores. And I said, well, so you're also not making money and you're not seeing a return on your investment because you're not even selling it. You're not even asking for a donation. And, you know, he tries to, he tries to change the subject and go on to something else. And I say, all right, what's most accessible and what people are using right now is online billions of people on this planet and billions of people have access to the internet so let me see um how much of the world has access to the internet google is listening so google says worldwide digital population 2023 as of january 2023 there were 5.16 billion internet users worldwide, which is 64.4% of the global population. Ooh, that's a good number. That's a good number. 
So as of January, 2023, there were 5.16 billion internet users worldwide, which is 64.4% of the global population. That is over two, well, just under two thirds, but that's basically two thirds of the world has internet access. How many people are frequenting this gas station? This is where we're calling out the BS, all right? I've released projects, but I haven't put them out on social media. I haven't distributed them digitally with a CD Baby or a Distro Kid or a TuneCore or a United Masters. I'm only giving out CDs for free at gas station. That's probably seeing maybe a thousand people a day, maybe 5,000 people a day. I don't know, because it also depends where the gas station is and what's like the rate of traffic coming through there. Right. So I just presented y'all with that statistic. 5.16 billion Internet users worldwide as of January 2023, which is 64.4 percent of the global population. Two thirds of the world has access to internet. Why would you not put your music on the internet? Granted, the market is so oversaturated already, right? But you give yourself more accessibility. You give people more accessibility to you and your music when you put it online. I didn't really get an answer from him on that. Didn't really get an answer from him on that. All right, so we move on to the next, to the next, you know, I spent, he says, I've spent so much money on music and I think to myself, but you can't answer where you spent the money. Have you bought CDs? I ask, have you done, have you done photo shoots? Have you done videos? Oh, you know, I got, I got a photo shoot after this session today. I was like, okay, that's good. That's great. What about videos? When's the last time you put a video out? Well, shot a video a couple months ago but I didn't like it so I didn't put it out all right why didn't you like the video I just wasn't it just didn't come out the way I wanted it to so I said okay did y'all plan out the video did you plan how you were going to shoot it did you meet up beforehand and plan out all the shots or was it like a last minute thing that kind of gets brushed over. So then I ask, okay, was that the only video you've done? Nah, I did one a few years ago. Okay, what's the name of that? Search it up on YouTube. Is it on YouTube? Yeah, yeah, it should be on there. We search it up. It doesn't pop up. Uh, change the name to da 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 da. Search that. It doesn't pop up. Okay. Um, I don't even see your page popping up. He says, well, oh man, maybe the guy deleted it. You know, the guy who shot it, he posted it on his page, but maybe he's deleted it by now. It was a few years ago. And I say, well, you didn't post it to your own page. Nah, nah, I didn't. I didn't feel like having um, I didn't feel like having uh, a page back then, a YouTube page. So I'm like, what? Why not? So now you've placed your the future of your music video you should have the files by the way but now you've placed 
the viewership and the future of your video and music in the hands of somebody who's they were a business transaction. They provided a service. It's not their responsibility to push the video for you unless you paid them for a promotional package, right? And then we get into, well, you know, I changed my artist name too. And I deleted my, my social media page and I started a new one. I said, why did you do that? Oh, uh, you know, I just wanted something fresh, something new. I didn't really like what was happening with the other one from before. And again, I said, well, that's because you didn't market. Why didn't you just change the name on that social media page instead of deleting it and starting a whole new account? So now your followers start at zero and you have to build back from zero as opposed to doing rebranding on the existing page that you already had. Not really, not really any response there. Very disappointing. <laughs> anyway, so next point, right? Maurice B says, tell the artist you was talking to the music industry. The music industry is harder than what they think. Yeah. So that's what I had been trying to explain to this artist. Um, but before I even get to the music industry, right? Before I even get to the music industry, I need him to understand his personal responsibility to make this thing go even before getting into the industry. So what else did he say? I got a couple bullet points I need to get into. He said, it's on me, but no one is telling me what to do or what to say. I'm just doing what I know. But you're admitting that what you know is not enough and it's not getting you the results that you want. But you're also saying that you're afraid to, you know, jump in business with someone else because they might basically they might screw you over. Excuse me. And that is a valid concern. But if you really want the results that you say you want. And this is me talking to myself as well. I'm calling myself out on the BS as well, because I, I do also struggle with how am I going to trust people? Like I'll, and this is something else he said, right? I've been building relationships, but people change when it comes to the money. And I questioned him and I said, have you been building relationships or have you simply been paying for services because there is a difference like I have working relationships with people that I went to school with I have working relationships with people who I've been writing with for a long time I have working relationships with people who I've done favors for them and they've done favors for me and we can kind of like depend on each other especially like in times when we're in a bind and we kind of need someone to lean on. Those are building relationships, but we've also like hung out. We're actual friends. Building relationships and paying for services, it's not the same thing. Although your relationships should be beneficial to you in some way, it doesn't have to be transactional, but I wonder if he's confused about Building relationships is not about spending money and buying services. Eventually it could lead into that, 
but the precedence of always dishing out becomes the standard when you are paying for services. There's a difference between continuing to book with someone because you like their work and going to their studio because they're offering you free time. You know what I mean? But if you don't have relationships where people are in a position to want to give you free studio time or you are not in a position to receive that kind of favor or they don't want to help you out when you really need it, that's not building a relationship that's you don't have enough money to afford that service right now. So I want artists to be careful about saying that they're building relationships when really you are paying for a service. And unless you and the person that you bought that service from, unless y'all have like an an agreement or understanding or y'all have said that we're friends and we're helping each other out, you don't have an obligation to stick with anybody. It's just the people that you've chosen to give your money to, are they consistently giving you the results that you want? And that's what you have to think about when it comes to paying for services. You can build a working relationship, but as far as you being able to call them up and ask for favors, if you can't call them up and ask for a favor, that's not a friendship. That's not a relationship. Okay. Okay. I just need y'all. I just want everybody to understand that. Okay. I want to know from y'all too, like what are some outrageous things y'all have heard from artists, but you need to kind of like call them out on their crap. Even, oh gosh, even if it's stuff that I need to be called out on. Okay. Cause I am guilty of not wanting to So my thing, right, to call myself out, I'm always worried about the money. I'm always worried about the budget. I have had to be creative with my money for years. Since I started this profession, since I started this, since I got into music professionally, I have had to always be creative with my money. I've never had as much money as I would like to have to do this music thing the way that I would like to do it which is very annoying as you can imagine, right? Just wanna turn my microphone up some more. It's very annoying as you can imagine. So something that I'm calling myself out on is not being so, not being so negative when it comes to how I think about money and how I think I'll be able to do things. I talk myself out of being able to do a lot of things because I never feel like I'm gonna make the money to be able to do it and pull it off the way that I need to. So I can only only do so much, right? And I really hope I'm not peaking now. I can only do so much by myself with the resources that I have. So that's something I'm calling myself out on is kind of like having a scarcity mindset. That's something that I'm actively trying to work. And it's it's also being a little tired as well, having to do it for so long. And I've had offers for investors, but it's been from creepy men who wanna get between my legs. And as soon as I reject that offer, the money's off the table and I stop getting invited to events. So yes, I've had offers to be signed or whatever, but it's always been under creepy circumstances. <laughs> so. 
I don't want to sign with people who are showing me that this is the type of time they on and not professional. You trying to sleep with me before we've even made any money. You know what I mean? So I have to get creative again because the money is now gone because I'm not, sometimes I think I'm stupid for this too, but I don't want to use my body as collateral. I don't want to use my body in transactions to get the things that I want. I want to make it based off of my merit and my talent and my work ethic. I don't want to just have to give my body up because how many people am I going to have to give my body to, to get to where I want to be? And that's something that I think about. Maurice Beat says, I have had artists give up on me because they've seen how hard it is to make it. And most thought they was going to make it off one album or one single. And when it doesn't go their way, they give up. So yes, yes, Maurice. As an artist, I'm starting to understand like we're very emotional creatures. I don't know if it's like just an artistic thing, but we cannot be afraid of rejection. And when you decide to do music, music is something that you need to decide that you are in for the long haul. Like me, I get very tired. I've been getting extremely tired like the past six months. The past six months, I've been extremely tired. And the past two or three months, I haven't really been able to write for myself, right? Writing for others, no problem. But writing for Lexi has been like a problem for some reason. Maybe I should imagine that I'm someone else and I'd actually get some stuff written out for myself. But anyway, um, it's hard. If you decide you want to be an artist, I'll, I like to go back to those numbers that the rap juggernaut gave us from the DJ Power Summit. 100,000 songs a day are released onto Spotify. That's over, that's almost 3 million songs a month. And we have to figure out if you're really good and you have to believe in yourself. If you're really good, you have to believe in yourself and you have to figure out how to cut through all of that BS. And like I said, the guy that I was talking to, he was giving me a lot of excuses or a lot of runaround. He wasn't giving me excuses. He was avoiding the question and not answering my questions directly, which is a pet peeve of mine listening and then comprehending it really is it's a pet peeve of mine um so i already talked about the music video thing and can't decide what the name is going to be so you changed your platform why would you do that this might be a shorter lex chat today but um you really need to have an understanding that there is a lot that goes into music there's a lot of bs that you have to cut through and Something that I kept hearing this guy say is that he spent so much money. He spent so much money. If you've spent so much money, why do you literally have nothing to show for it? So I'm calling out the BS on that. Why do you literally have nothing to show for it if you've spent so much money? Why have I not seen you on social media if you said you were posting? Oh, okay. You decided to change your name. Why did you change your name when the first one wasn't getting any traction? You know? Why would you change your name when the first one wasn't getting any traction? So it's what it comes down to is the marketing. We as artists, the music is one thing, but you need to have in mind, what can I maintain monthly 
to have consistent promotion, consistent rotation of promotion for myself in the media, in the blogs, um, doing shows, doing podcasts. What is a comfortable number I could invest monthly? After I've gotten all my stuff recorded, after I've gotten pictures taken, if I can afford it after I've gotten music videos. Now, how much can I afford monthly to push this stuff? And you literally will have to spend that much every single month until something pops off. And even then, don't stop. You got, when you start popping off, you don't stop the marketing, you up the marketing budget. Let me put some stars right here. You don't stop the marketing. When you make it to a certain point, you don't stop the marketing, you up the marketing budget. So you should never stop marketing. And my main thing that I wanted to call this artist out on, on his BS, he's not doing the work that he thinks he's doing. Like for me, right? I told y'all I had to get creative. I'm always having to get creative with the money that I have because I don't feel like I make enough. Now I'm doing everything I can until God pulls through on all the stuff that I can't do, right? I decided to go to school for engineering, become an audio engineer, because I recognized that the studio is one of the most expensive things an artist has to worry about. Outside of video shoots and photo shoots and touring, there would be no tour. There would be no reason to have a video shoot or a photo shoot without the music. So the music is the product. That is the core of what we are dealing with, right? That's the most expensive thing that I need to figure out how to get done. So if I learn how to record myself as an audio engineer, I can save a lot of money on studio time. I can teach myself how to record myself. I can teach myself how to mix and master. I can get in with studios so I can use these spaces whenever they're not booked up and I'm not being charged for the hours, you know? And so it irritates me when I sit down with artists, I haven't seen you in six months and you come in and you do these mediocre songs with the same formula every single song and the same type of beat every single song and the beat is so much alike every single time they got the same key and basically the same BPM. Everything was like 147, between 137 and 150. But three of those beats were BPM 147. And I haven't seen you in over a year. And you tell me you've released music, but when I search your name, nothing pops up. Even if you're not marketing it, the proof would be in the pop-up but it's not even showing up on my search engine, which told me that he was BSing me. So it's not that you've been spending money in music, it's that you haven't been spending time or money in this music. Cause I only ever see you every six months, every once a year, or those other people who did two hours every four months, you know? Ah. <sighs> Yeah, I don't really have much more on this topic other than just, it's always rappers that I'm calling out for their BS because rappers are the main ones who don't, like there's just like some kind of dis, they're disillusioned, they're delusional, but singers are more professional and singers make less excuses than rappers do. 
So I really, I need to figure out why this is. I really do, because it bothers me. It bothers me a lot. And I'm like, you know, I even at the end of the session was like, hey, I'm offering this thing. It's this much per hour, but I engineer you. I vocally produce you. I write with you and for you. And we're mixing and mastering as we go. So when we finish the song, you'll have like a finished thing that you can feel proud to drop. And I don't mind putting my name on because I actually had time to mix it and make it sound all that it can be, right? What's up, Stevie? How you doing? I need to buy your book, Woke. That should be my next read. Um, Proud of you. You're doing big things. I see. You've been touring, book tour. And of course, getting in more movies. Random question. Do you know if Vampire Mist has released yet or not? And if they kept my scene in there. I don't know how to check on these things. But recently, I've been featured in a Tubi movie. <laughs> I need to put a link to it. What's up, Greg Keys? So yeah, just... um. I don't have these issues with singers. Singers have much more professionality than rappers. I admire the confidence that rappers have, but I wish the confidence matched the work ethic. I wish the work ethic matched the confidence because they have all the confidence in the world when you talk to them in the moment, but then you ask them, where's the trail? And they don't have a website. A lot of them don't even have, well, y'all relying on Linktree these days. That's a whole nother conversation. Um, a lot of y'all don't have websites. The The social media, I don't, I don't see one post of you behind a mic or at a show, but you holding up middle fingers in the pictures and you got your bros smoking, drinking, partying. Where's the music? You don't post every day. You're not even on your stories every day. You know, I'm just tired of the BS and you say you want to do this music stuff but you're more concerned about looking cool versus coming out with a good product with which is the music you're more concerned about coming out you're more concerned about looking the part versus being the part and crafting the part and developing the part you a lot of rappers just want to be done and they, compared to singers, rappers do not want to put in work, at least in Atlanta. I don't know how it is in other cities, but in Atlanta, everybody wants to be somebody with the least amount of work as possible. The more they can get away with, the better. And I don't want that to rub off on me. I'll take y'all's money, but I'm waiting. I'm waiting to work with a serious rapper. I've never locked in with a rapper for eight hours to do one or two songs. Never. And I've been engineering for 10 years. There's only one session I had where these rappers booked out the studio for eight hours and we did a whole freaking tape. But they, I get bored. Y'all got the same flow over the same type of beat. I don't know where your hook is because you're not separating the melodies. You're not stacking anything. You're okay with the words not being the perfect take and the perfect performance. Singers, we want the best of the best and we want to put our best feet forward. Both feet are the best. Maurice Beat says rappers think this music business is a joke and they think it's easy to make it in the industry. Singer under singers understand what it takes to make it. I agree. I agree. 
But uh, yeah, I want to leave on this statistic one more time. Because the most jarring thing that this client told me was that he is putting out CDs at gas stations, but hasn't hasn't released it and made it accessible on the online platforms, which would be Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, you know, through CD Baby, DistroKid, TuneCore, United Masters. The most jarring thing, that is the most jarring thing he told me. So if he doesn't even distribute online, then he must not know about ASCAP and BMI. Or the fact that, fun fact, ASCAP is no longer charging people to sign up as songwriters and publishers. How annoying is that? I mean, it was like $100, $200 back then, but I kind of want my money back. But anyway, that was the most jarring thing to hear him say that he just gives out CDs at gas stations, but hasn't put it up. We can't find it anywhere online. And there are, this is according to Statista.com. Worldwide digital population, 2023, digital population. As of January, 2023, there were 5.16 billion internet users worldwide, which is 64.4% of the global population. Now remember that I compared that to the gas station. There may be 5,000 people coming through the gas station at once. I mean, on any given day, right? But two thirds of the world's digital population has, well, yeah, two thirds of the world population has access to internet. What are we at? Eight, eight billion people on the planet? 5.16 billion internet users worldwide. 64.4% of the global population has internet access. And you didn't think to distribute with a digital distributor like CD Baby, TuneCore, DistroKid, United Masters? That is baffling. That is wild. Freeway says rap is a form of art, but it's not music. Interesting. Do you want to expand on that for me? 311 Flex, what up? Your name is something French. Please remind me. Please remind me. You have very nice cheekbones, by the way. 311 Flex says, information is critical. Renaud, joie, 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 joie. J'en sais. J'en sais. Yeah, yeah, I was on, oh, I was so close. J'en sais, Bijan. J'en sais, Bijan. Did I say that right? I don't know. I like to think that I'm speaking French. I like to think it sounds good, but I don't really know. I haven't been studying, I haven't been studying like I should be, my French dictionary. French is hard for me because I grew up learning Japanese and Spanish. So this French spelling makes no sense to me. Mm, African and Hebrew. You're not, you're not Haitian? Interesting, interesting. Anyway. Yeah, I just felt like calling out the BS. It's a lot of BS, especially living in Atlanta. In the music scene, everybody wants to be somebody, but you know, Bijon. J'en sais Bijon. J'en sais Bijon. 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 
J'en sais, Bijan. Merci. Merci. Oh yeah, we're going to end the podcast here. And I just wanted to leave off on those statistics. 5.16 billion internet users worldwide. 64.4% of the global population has access to the internet. 311 Flex says, most people in the music industry hear how to be successful in music. Nobody studies the industry. Mm. Gray Keys Music says most of the friends that sell CDs out of the trunk and convenience stores can't be on no type of paper. Therefore, they're afraid of anything online. In other words, they be on the run. Mm. That's an interesting point you bring up as well. <sighs> because they caught up in some mess. And here's another thing that I need to call this person out on the BS. I don't believe nothing he talking about in his music. Like I put a TikTok up and I'm gonna post it on Instagram after I get off of here. But I'm literally sitting in the session looking like this and bored and I just, and every song is the same, the same topic and the same flow and the same formula and I'm bored. And I thought to myself, does he have any sex songs? What would that sound like? What would that sound like? Cause all I hear is I got B words and I make her do this and I take another man's B word and I got money forever, forever. I'm the plug, you know, just huh. 311 Flex says the main problem is our people don't own our musical infrastructure. We supply it, but we don't control its manufacture. We don't control, like, we're not gatekeepers. We don't have, supposedly, man, that's, that's another conversation. Gray Keys Music says, what bothers me is rappers that record to free beats but he making it, <laughs> but he making it rain in the strip club. And that's what I'm saying. Like singers will spend, the, singers will blow their money in the studio and mixing and mastering and a music video and um, performing. Rappers want to come in for two, three hours every few months and then go to the club and try to get the DJ to pay it. You got to pay the DJ to play that because he don't want to play that on his own accord. But uh, this camera is about to die. I'm gonna continue this conversation with y'all live, but I'm gonna end the Lex chat because my camera's about to die. So yeah, let me know what you think about this conversation. Do you agree with the points that I was making? Do you disagree? If you're listening or watching on YouTube, let me know in the comment section down below. If you are listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, um, or iHeartRadio, please give me five out of five stars. Leave a review to let me know what you think about the episode. And if you're on YouTube, like, subscribe, hit the notification bell to be notified each and every time I post a new piece of content. All of these things help to tell the algorithm that this is a, big, a good piece of content that needs to be pushed in front of larger audiences. If you wanna go the extra mile in supporting me, then become a patron of mine, patreon.com slash LexiATL. For as little as $5 a month, you can become a patron, get early access to content, get shout outs on Lex Chat, and be automatically entered into my giveaways, my monthly giveaways that I just decided I'll be doing, okay? Um, yeah. 
But last announcements, album is on the way July 2023. Sign up for my email list if you want to hear the backstory and the meaning behind these songs. Love E presents Innovate and Curate Fashion Show March 18th in Atlanta, Georgia from 3 to 6. Um, Next Sound Studio Live, I am the season five premiere. So I am episode one of season five. That premieres Thursday, March 23rd at 8.30. And then Writer's Block Atlanta, an intimate evening. I'll be doing a 15 minute acoustic set on Tuesday, April 4th at 7 p.m. at Eddie's Attic. All of the information for these events is on my website at LexiATL.com. So check out my website for um the information for these events and the information on how to get tickets. Thank y'all so much for joining me for Lex Chat today. Until next time, my name is Lexi. Peace. Cause it's time, yes it's time, you'll see they just don't care. No question at who you love. Don't pay you no mind. That question of who to trust keeps hanging around.